0: your hosts Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulet. Hello everybody welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs joined by Christian Boulet As always today we are continuing our player review slash preview series and transitioning over to the defense for the second time because we already did Kale McCarr because he's Kale and he's special but we're going to talk about the other backbone of the Avalanche's defense today and we really did learn this season that without Devontae's the Avalanche they're just not as good it's as simple as you can put it yeah, no, I mean
1: it's very obvious. Kale McCarr is the most important or most valuable defenseman. Devontae's is the most important defenseman on the Colorado Avalanche.
0: It's like uh, Kale McCarr is the brain. Devontae's is the spine.
1: Yeah, he is just the pinnacle of a perfect defenseman in today's NHL, um, and he's so underrated now. I wonder if he's like, can we even consider him underrated anymore? Because I, I, I feel like that's I all think he's the, the consensus under,
0: He's the consensus underrated player. Which I think disqualifies you. Exactly. It's like it's the Nicholas Backstrom conversation forever. If if you are always the most underrated player and everyone only talks about you as, oh, he's the most underrated player in the league, like, you're not. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a tricky situation because he is underrated, but also everyone knows he's underrated. So is he really underrated? It it's a really big conundrum. Um, I think inside of Avs fans, they
1: know how good Devon Taves is. Um I think sometimes we still forget
0: just yes. how good Devon Taves is because well, he's just he's just so steady.
1: He's so steady and he plays with Kale McCarr, who does wow plays every five minutes. Um, and then Devontaes is just back there doing his job and doing it very damn well. Um, my favorite part about it, and we kind of hinted at it at other sh- like other shows. We traded two second-round picks for this guy, and he's still a member of the Abs for two more years. Um, I don't know who the Islanders drafted with those two second-round picks, but it makes me wonder: the Islanders weren't loaded defensively. How is this guy so shelled, sheltered in the Islander
0: system? Like, I just don't get it. I really don't know. And it's weird to look at his career stats and realize he only played two seasons with the Islanders. Right. He's been a member of the Abs just as long as he was an Islander. Actually, if longer now because he only played 48 games in his first season. He's been a member of the Avalanche longer than he was ever a member of the Islanders, which is very weird to consider. And, you know, and the excuse you always hear about it is, well, they were cap-strapped and they had to dump somebody. I I Did you? I mean... You didn't, I didn't have. Think to. He's pretty good. I Could don't know. you add,
1: like? Do you think he's as good as he is now if he's with the Islanders still?
0: No, because yeah, he's, he's not playing with Kale McCarr. But Devontae is still Devontae, and still would have been playing in the Islanders' defensive system. He yes. just wouldn't be at the level that he is right now. Stanley Cup champion, partnered with the best defenseman in the NHL. Yeah. Right,
1: and you hinted that a little bit, but he was injured for the first. 15 or so games of the season maybe not 15 i think that was probably like he
0: was he was out for october yeah he he missed the first game of november and all of october and it is not a coincidence that the abs kind of sucked they were they were bad they were pretty bad for the first for for the standards but oh yeah they were they were 500
1: yeah and then we go and look at it he comes back um in the games Devontae's played this year, you may have to correct me. The ABS were fifty-one
0: nine and six. Yes, the when in the regular season this year, these are all splits on NHL.com. Devontae's was fifty-one nine and six. That's pretty like, good. You, you cut out like the entire first month of the season for the ABS, where they were pretty much exactly five hundred. That is fifty-one and fifteen. That's not fair. That's no. cheating. That's too good. It's too good.
1: And he's he's just so good and the point production just really uptick this year. He had 57 points or 52 oh, 57 points this
0: year. 57 for Devon Taves. And you know like, what? And the thing is coming into the season, it's not like he'd been like a point monster his first season with the yeah. abs or anything like that. He like he had 31 points in 53 games. He had nine goals. No one really expected or even really asked for more than that. He just did it anyway. Puts up 13 goals, 57 points in 66 games, and a point per game in Avs wins, 51 points in 51 wins.
1: He is so good. He is just so fucking good. And this team,
0: I don't know if they win the cup without him. No, they don't. We said it coming into the playoffs is if they lose Devontae's, they do not win. We put them on the same tier as Darcy Kemper and Kael McCarr. If they lose one of those guys, they're done. They're not going to win. We've seen it all season. When Devontae's is not in the lineup, the Avalanche are simply not as good. They do not have a replacement for Devontae's. And to be fair, nobody does.
1: Nobody does. He was plus 52 this year, Griffin. Plus 52. That is absurd. That is ridiculous. He only had 20 penalty minutes, too, which... For a defenseman, you expect defenseman to take more penalties. He took, he took what is that? I'm trying to do that. That's ten penalties all year. Like that is so good defensively, and the offense is just a bonus with him.
0: It truly is. Like he just does it all at the in the very early stages of this show. When I was alone, you know, I call it the dark ages of the teleabs of this yeah. podcast. where I had no idea what I was doing, and nobody helped me. I just called Devonte as my safety blanket every time he's on the ice. I know everything's going to be okay. The guy doesn't make bad choices. He's smart with the puck offensively. He's really good at moving it. He's great at back-checking. And he's great at separating people off of the puck. There's not really a thing that Devontae does badly.
1: I, I don't think so. I'm trying to think of something to critique his game. He he doesn't. I mean, it was a rarity. Like, we're jumping ahead to the Stanley Cup. When he got undressed by Kucherov, that was like the first time, I think, in Devontae's uh career with the abs that he had been like undressed on a play.
0: yeah and i think in the playoffs i mean i just think he was hurt a lot i think he was really banged up and i th- think there was certain points where i was like davante's just doesn't look like himself and i don't think it's a coincidence that those were games the abs struggled in where Days was just not himself because even then we go back to his splits in the regular season the, in losses and overtime losses, he had six points in fifteen losses. He was a he was a minus two in those games. When Devontae doesn't play very well, odds are the apps aren't either.
1: They aren't playing well. And the part that's absurd to me, and the part that goes unnoticed, he is the ultimate minutes eater.
0: I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, the
1: amount of minutes this guy plays. It is ridiculous. He is, he can play on any situation. He'll play five on five. He's part of the number one pair on the penalty kill. And I don't think it once again was a coincidence when Kale McCar and Devontae started playing penalty kill. The penalty kill started getting better.
0: Yeah. And um, you remember early in the season when the power play was just bad, like it was just struggling, and then you put Devontae's behind Kale McCart at number two, and all of a sudden it wasn't a problem anymore.
1: It, it was totally fine.
0: Yeah. Totally I mean, fine. He could play first power play minutes if it wasn't for, a it guy wasn't for the back. fact that he's behind the best defenseman and yeah. the best puck mover in the NHL. And Kale McCarr, we we just have to bring up Kale a lot in this conversation because Devon is just buried behind him. Where he's buried, he's just so no sheltered. What he's doing is so incredibly impressive. But what Kale McCarr is doing is generational and like stuff we haven't seen since Lidstrom and like literal once in a generation kind of player. And the evolution that we've seen from Devontae is nothing short of incredible. He plays 25, 26 minutes a night. Then he goes in the weight room after the game and he's lifting. The guy's a machine. He doesn't stop. He's a terminator. I don't know what happened against, uh,
1: Bo- like the Boston game uh, on January twenty sixth. He played thirty one minutes in that game. Um, that's over half the game, folks. That is absurd. And there, there's like the anomalies for Devontae's when it comes to his playing time is when he plays less than twenty minutes.
0: Oh yeah, like and the like the first Vegas game in February he played twenty two minutes. I mean, gee, what happened there?
1: There was one game. I'm looking at his game logs right now. It was against the L.A. Kings uh, late in the season when I think we won like seven. Oh, of yeah,
0: that blowout game. He,
1: he played a whopping 19 minutes, and that's the anomaly.
0: That, for like that, that's Devant basically him games. getting scratched, just yeah. <laughs> playing 19 minutes. It's crazy, dude. The guy is such a motor, and he doesn't stop ever, ever. Like, he's just – He's just one of my favorite players. He's so safe. He's so secure. You just, you know, things are going to be fine when Devontae is on the ice. And the best part about that is Devontae is pretty much always on the ice. Yeah, he plays he's almost half the, the ice. game. It's ridiculous.
1: It's half the game. Him and Kale McCarr both. I mean, he just doesn't get tired. And I, I'm like looking at his stats. It's really funny. Like the bad games where he's a minus. Like look at a couple of them. It's like at Chicago versus Arizona. <laughs> like, yeah, those like, games he was like minus two, Philly. minus three. Yeah, like against the bad teams, he, he's bad. Um, and that's not even bad, it's just
0: it's funny that those are the games that he's like, yeah, Oh, you're right, this is hilarious! Like, Arizona, Chicago. Oh, and that's the end of the list.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's like
0: six of them. Yeah, oh, there's no. like six bad games for Devon, <laughs> like 65 games.
1: Yeah, it's like he's fucking good, it's unbelievable. It's ridiculous. And the best part about it, uh, like we've preluded, he's going to be with the Avs for two more years, and we need to enjoy those two more years because –
0: We got to cherish every second because even if he stays, that man is going to get money. Yes,
1: and he is going to get paid. Like, do we think it's crazy to think that some team would pay him more than someone paying Kale McCarr? Because
0: by the time he's a free agent, Kale McCarr I he think won. he'll get eight on the open market. I agree. I think that at most he gets eight and a half. I think it's a tough sell to be like, great. You played with Kale McCarr. Here's nine and a half million dollars. And now you were a top five paid defenseman. Also you're 30. Yeah. I don't know,
1: man. Like he could, if he has, if he puts together a couple more years, like these last two years, like he did just last
0: year, if he plays like he did last season for two straight seasons, more I I don't know how you don't pay him. Right? It's it's like a Val situation on crack. Like it's we don't function without you. Here's a blank check. We'll figure out the rest.
1: I I think it is, but I just. I don't know. I I just don't see it in the cards. And we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Yeah, We're
0: getting very ahead of ourselves, but but it's, it's an anxiety thing because one day Devontae's might not be here anymore. And that scares the shit out of me.
1: It's really terrifying. And I'm really hoping Bo Byram uh, steps up. I mean, he's on the trajectory to get there, but what Devontae's bring to this team is really just immeasurable. I mean, it, it, this has turned into a gush fest. About I, think, I think
0: he can measure it. It's called wins. Yeah. When, mean, he, when he plays, we win.
1: And when he doesn't, we lose. Um, but he is, he's just so fucking good, dude. And I think the part that I'm most excited for the growth in his game, because he was a late bloomer. Like, it's not like
0: he was a high draft pick or anything. Yeah, like like you, you look at him, he's played four seasons in the NHL. He's 28. <laughs> That's crazy to think about. Um but it just goes
1: back to, like, what, what are his analytics? I'm going to filibuster while you look those up because there's, they have there's,
0: to be. There's not a way I could find them super quickly, but they're absurd. The last yeah. I saw them, I'm pretty sure he's in, like, the 99th percentile.
1: He's he's just so fucking good. And I will always wonder how Joe, Joe Sackett pulled this off. Like, that offseason, Joe Sackett got Devon Taves and Brandon Saad, and he all he traded was Nikita Zadorov and two second-round picks. Like that was a master class of Joe Sackett getting these guys. Um,
0: he's in the 97th percentile as of March 23rd. Like, pretty oh much, man. pretty much the deadline.
1: Ah, that's I was expecting the 99th, honestly.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's reserved for Kale,
1: yeah. So, that's pretty good to have your top two defensemen in like what the 97th percentile and above. I'd say that's pretty solid, right? Yeah,
0: that's pretty good, especially, especially good. a guy you pay 4.1 million dollars, yeah. Just absurd. He makes less than that's a, like that's a, that's a stupid contract. Devontae yeah. is what our fourth highest paid defenseman. I would say, yeah, because EJ's making six, right? Yeah, EJ, Kale's making nine. EJ's making six. Uh, Gerard's making five. Five. Josh Manson is making four and a half. Devontae is the Avalanche's like... <laughs> fifth highest paid defenseman right now. That
1: is ridiculous. That me. is
0: stupid. Like that that's is... that's dumb. He's making third pair money on this team. He is. And the only only reason that he's even fifth is because the next closest is Curtis McDermott at under a million. Ah! Bo Byram Byram on his next contract. We don't know what it could be yet. It could be more than 4.1. It probably will. be. There could be a possibility going into next season that Devontae is the sixth highest paid defenseman on the team. That's hilarious.
1: First off, I don't
0: know if it's going to happen. I'm just saying it's a possibility.
1: I mean, if Bo Byron plays the way he did, you have to think he gets close to what
0: Josh Manson got, right? Close to it. He's gonna. He's definitely gonna get. Actually, I don't know. We'll we'll save that for Byron's episode. Yeah,
1: we'll but, save that for Bo. Yeah, but I, whew, man, I that that's just a. It, it's an embarrassment of riches for the Abs. It really is, because this we're going to talk about this when we're talking about the defense, but it's the best defenseman group in the NHL.
0: It is. It's straight up. Just is from one to six. I, I don't know if there's a close second.
1: There isn't. I mean, is there, if there's one critique of Devon Taves as a defenseman, it's, it, he's not like Josh Manson, where
0: he's going to hit you. He's just going to be smarter than you and get you off the puck. Like, and he does, he just does everything so well. You rarely see Devon get knocked off of a puck. You see him knocking guys off of a puck. Like, we have, what, two examples of Devontae's getting turned inside out by someone, and it's like, what, McDavid and Kucherov? Yeah, that's pretty good players to get turned around by. I mean, we can go look at the playoffs for
1: Devontae's, um, because the regular season we already talked about, 51-9-6. and six. I mean, what what else can you say about the guy? Almost 60 points from a defenseman, which is, if it wasn't for how good of a season that Kale McCarr and Roman Yossi had, and I guess Victor Hedman, too, like, he... It's kind of a, a shame that he doesn't get much Norris consideration in Devon because
0: it, it, it was rough because this was a pretty historic Norris. Yeah. When you look it, at it,
1: it was and does like, could Devon win a Norris? I, I don't think he can because just how good Kale McCarr is. I,
0: it's not in the cards yeah. for him. He would have to be better than Kale and so significantly better that everyone says he did it with, without Kale.
1: And I just don't see that happening. So the
0: only way that happens is Kale McCarr has to miss an entire season. And Devontae has to be better than Roman Yossi, Victor Hedman, and all these guys in front of him. It's, It sucks, but it's not there. Yeah,
1: it's just not going to happen. And it's a shame because he'll be one of those guys you look back on, he's going to have like probably what, like five or six top 10 finishes in the Norris and just will never get higher than like fifth place more than likely. And that's just kind of the way it is. Um but if you go look at Devon Taves in the playoffs, um, that first series against Nashville, he scored three
0: goals, if I remember
1: right. Was it three?
0: I'm looking at the Norris stuff right now. He finished eighth. Ah. He got yeah. one. He got one third-place vote, and he had 57 points overall. He finished ahead of Slavin and behind Chris Letang. I, f- I mean, I feel like that's pretty fair. Honestly. That's pretty fair. I mean – i i'm willing to say Devontae is, is the eighth best defenseman in the nhl top 10 yes. at least yes i'd agree
1: with that i think that's a fair a fair critique
0: you know because um, we, we can't have one and two like sorry no, god damn that would just be too unfair like that we was... we have a top two center in the nhl and the top one defenseman like, yeah. you know, like maybe we got to bring our number two defenseman down to eight you know yeah. sucks Ah, I hate this. God, we know. have scams. We just have it so hard sometimes.
1: We have it so hard. But like I said in the playoffs, that first round against Nashville, he was fantastic. Um, I want to say he had two or three goals, if he I remember three, right. He
0: had three goals in the series. Against three Nashville. goals
1: in the series. How many points did he have in that series?
0: He had one, two, four, five. Yeah, he was unreal in that series against 21 Nashville. 21 minutes, 29 minutes, 21 minutes, 26 minutes what do those 21 minute games have in common they were blowouts they
1: were blowouts and we didn't need him out there um and then you go i mean shit dude we like he was oh man i'm looking at it he he was just so fucking good in the playoffs too i mean he didn't put up the point production but he was fantastic in every aspect of those games Yeah, and
0: I I think sometime in the St. Louis series, he got hurt somewhere along the way. It it seemed like his step was a little bit off, but he's just so good and so smart that he can position himself into just about any spot he wants and still manage to make the good plays. There were some times, especially the games I was at, I don't know if I have this effect on Devon (laughs) Kays, where, I mean, they lost all three games I went to, but... I don't know if I had this effect on Devontae. I feel like those are the only times in my life I've ever been like, I don't. Devontae looks a little iffy tonight. Other than it doesn't that, doesn't happen I, very often. I thought he's just been brilliant in just about every outing he's been in.
1: Yeah, he was, and there is. I'm just looking at the rest of the series. He was good against St. Louis. He was great against Edmonton. I mean, him and Kale McCarr. They didn't shut down McDavid and Dreisaitl, but they contained McDavid and Dreisaitl. That's all
0: they needed to do. That's all they needed to do. I'd be willing to say they were the two most important players in that entire series. Yes. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. Your betting options feel endless. Even though hockey's over, there is still plenty to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook. And best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now back to the episode.
1: Because that's where we had the. uh, Remember that tweet that was like the Avs only have one advantage, and that's Kale
0: McCarr (laughs) and Devontae's and lines one through four and their goalie and all these other things. That's why I like playing Canadian teams because you get these weird tweets and they're just not true.
1: Crazy shit. Yeah, um,
0: it's just like the the most genuinely insane take you've ever seen, but it's completely serious.
1: It's completely serious. It cracks me up. Um Love Canada.
0: <laughs> love Canada. Um, but
1: I guess the point I was trying to make is like through that point in the playoffs, McDavid and Dreisidel, they were unstoppable. I mean, they were the only reason why and they were, they were on won.
0: historic paces. Yes. And we can take what, eight points in that series. And in that in that series, they were good. Yeah, they, they were for good the, for them. That's not good enough. They need no. to be world breakers for they Edmonton to have
1: a chance. Yeah, and and they, they
0: couldn't be. They, yeah, they had their moments. But they couldn't do it through an entire game. They couldn't even win one.
1: They couldn't win one. So he, him and I agree him and Kale McCullough are probably the most important players in that Edmonton series, because. They did the impossible and contain Connor McDavid and Leon dry And they just, and they lit him up on the other side of the ice too. I mean, Tays alone had five points in that series again. Yes. And he had one game where he was a minus and that was game four.
0: Yeah. And he still had a goal in that game and played 28 minutes. Yeah. That overtime did not last very long. That was a 90 second overtime. He might've played one shift, still played 28 minutes. That's true. And then you go
1: to the Stanley cup finals against Tampa Bay. Um, i'm looking at it game three was bad for everyone that but devon taves was a minus three i I think that's like the lowest you'll
0: see him that like the game three against tampa is just there we played 20 games one of them just had to be terrible yeah it was a bad game from everyone that to me was when it was really confirmed to me that Taze was hurt because he was still playing well in that game it was just stuff was happening too fast for him to react to. I, I don't know. I think it was a lower body thing with him. I'm speculating. Do not quote me on that. I am not a doctor.
1: I mean, Tampa Bay in that game three, I think they could have beaten anyone.
0: Yeah, had they had a great they, game. We couldn't get a save and we just couldn't do much anyway.
1: Yeah. You know so, it's an
0: outlier when Devon Tays is a minus three.
1: Minus three.
0: Um, And then you go
1: into game four. He, he doesn't, he's not a plus or a minus, but he played 30, almost 33 minutes.
0: Yeah, 3247. I he played 36 shifts.
1: That's ridiculous.
0: I mean, just him
1: being thrown out there every single time.
0: And um, he was amazing in that game. I mean, we yeah. we, were at, we were at the arena for the watch party and he was he was eating those minutes and he was playing really hard. It, he's it, that's
1: just what he does, man. Um he's and then smart. he closes he, he closes up the series. He's he's even in points. Um he, he, you could say
0: his Stanley Cup final wasn't particularly great because he had two points in six games. But, but when it comes to Devontae's, particularly a defenseman, I don't really care about that. Yeah.
1: I mean, they were just – the ABS were so good in that series minus game five and three.
0: They were um, still good in game five. They, it it, just, it, they played Tampa Bay and they lost one. Yeah. I mean, oh, that game five will haunt me just because all
1: the stuff we had on the line just to win it there would have been so sick. But –
0: yeah well we digress we wanted the next game so who cares that's a little um, worse to me man i mean yeah. <laughs> yeah you were you were there yeah um went to owen and three with the and had the stanley was, up in the building
1: that was brutal i don't even we never had a lead in that game which was even more brutal but uh but it
0: was tied in the third whatever we're getting down we won literally the next game
1: yeah it was fine but i mean what else can you say about devon taves other than he's a really fucking good defenseman and he's very, very important to the Avs' success. Um,
0: what are we thinking next year for Devontae's? I'm thinking it's just going to be more of the same. I think the Devontae's we saw last year is what Devontae's is at his peak, and I think we'll see pretty similar point production. And if there's ever a point where Devontae's is hurt, I think we're going to see the Avs struggle because that's just how important he is. To the season, especially in the grind of the regular season. That's Taze. my
1: thing. Is I I think we may see a little dip in point production, and that's just because maybe there's some load management with
0: him going forward. Cause... I don't think that term exists for Devontae's. You don't think I, so? I don't think he'll allow it. That's true, but I think if if I think if Betsy was like, "Hey, we're gonna play you 20 minutes tonight," I think he would be like, "Absolutely fucking not! I will kill you if you play me less than 25 minutes tonight in an April game against the Kings."
1: Yeah, but I just. Uh... It, it's not, I mean, maybe it is sustainable because Devon Taves is a freak of nature, but looking at it from, you've made that deep run now. Is there any thought of load management? I I, I think that may contribute
0: to. I mean, I think, I think it just depends on the situation. I think if, I think right. if you're in April and you have a 20 point lead on the division, yeah, you know, you might take it a little easy, but I, what I'm trying to say is like these games in December and you're, you're going against the Islanders or something like that. Those are the games where Devontae is incredibly important because the guy doesn't take nights off, right? Plays hard on every single shift. I don't know why I brought the Islanders. Of course he would play hard against the team, <laughs> but I don't know better example the, the the Sabres or the Habs. or something, you know what I'm trying to say. I'm, right. just, I'm speaking for the sake of speaking, but Tays, he doesn't take games off. He plays hard every single night and he sets an example for everyone around him and is important in maintaining that standard for everyone else to keep up their level of play, even if it's game 40 of the regular season and there's nothing really happening.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think we're going to see like a drastic drop-off, but I, I think like maybe 50 points. Like, oh, I, no. I think that's your, yeah, I know. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I, I mean, mean-
0: in a, let's, let's also remember that Tays missed 20 games. Yeah. And so a drop-off technically he can still have more points than he did last season.
1: Right. And I, I think fifty points is
0: fair. Like I league, think in the per- if he, yeah, if he finished with fifty-seven again in eighty-two games, technically it's a drop-off. Technically it's a drop-off, but I it's not out of the
1: question. Like I, if you look at his shooting percentage over the years, I mean, he's a career pretty much like these past two years with the Avs have been uh, higher shooting percentage. But he's a career eight eight percent shooting percentage. I think if he gets. Some lucky bounces and maybe some shaky goal thing. Is it out of the question for 20 goals for him? I,
0: I, think I, don't, I, think I don't think 20 so. might be a little bit of a stretch, but it's possible for him. It's to possible. I, I, I think that 15 range is the sweet spot for yeah, him. Yeah, no. I mean,
1: his, he said career high in goals last year with 13. Um, I, I don't think 15, but if he everything goes perfect for Devon Taves, he plays 20 games next year or 20 games.
0: He plays He's, he plays 82 games. If, if he can score 15 and 20, that's not that's that's, that's pretty,
1: pretty good. good. I I don't think 20 goals is out of the, 20 goals is out of the question.
0: Uh, um, it's it's Devontae. Nothing is ever yeah. out of the question for him.
1: It's never out of the question. But he, if you look at his four years in the NHL, he hasn't played a full 82 game season. Um, granted, 2020, 2021 were both shortened because of COVID. So is it possible?
0: Yeah. Do I think it's gonna happen? No. Um, it's it's also weird cuz he played the that his first season he played 24 games in the AHL still. So he's yeah, really only ha- he's really only had 3 full seasons in the NHL and the first one was cut short by COVID. The second one was just a scheduled shortened season and this one last season he missed the first part of the season cuz he needed some shoulder surgery.
1: Yeah, and I mean by all counts it sounds like he's going to be full go by Oh uh, yeah. by opening night um and I just maybe that's my bold prediction for the year. Devontae gets 20 goals, maybe. I mean, I think we have a
0: bold I, prediction on everyone.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess if that's my bold prediction, it's it's 20 goals for him. Um, everything needs to go right for him, but I, I don't think it's
0: out of the question. I, I mean, mean, is maybe he'll get some luck his way, but the way he plays, he certainly lends himself to get lucky because he's always in the right spot. He's always in the right spot.
1: And I mean, the abs are the number one team for drawing power plays. Maybe he gets a couple more chances on the power play. Him and Gerard on that second unit have been fantastic together. Um, him and Gerard as a pair have just been fantastic together. Um I guess you could just say that about Devontae's whoever he plays with makes them better and they play better. Right. So it's
0: almost uh, like he fixes everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean it, take take Devontaes out of the lineup. Who do you pale Kale McCarr with? It's downgrade, no matter who it is. And
1: it's a downgrade, even though it's good options.
0: Yeah, you've a lot of options. See, but
1: I would love to see a Bo Byram and Devontae's pairing at some point in the year. Like I would, would too, be... but you don't take him off of Kale's pair. No, you don't. But Bo Byram would be really fun with Devontae's because I think Bo could be a poor man's Kale, which is not a bad thing because Kale McCarr is the best defenseman in the world
0: but a, like a, a poor, man, a, a poor know, McCart- man's kale is still upper class.
1: Yeah. I mean, I look at this defensive unit and we'll talk about this as any more. Like it was already the highest scoring one last year. I think they could break their own record from last year. Yeah. And you
0: got kale getting a year older. You have Byram is going to start coming into his own. I think Gerard can have a great season this year. I think, I think Taze just maintains what he's been. I think he's going to have a pretty similar point total. I think you give him an extra. I think what what would it be like an extra? I don't know, sixteen games, and you can you'll you'll easily put up fifteen goals. I think he'll hover around sixty points, and he'll finish top ten in Norris voting again. that's right. what he does. He's steady. He's steady, Eddie. So, um, as we get closer to the
1: finale of this episode, what 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 is your grade for Devon Taves? A.
0: Like, I- just is that simple?
1: I, I'm going to give him an A-plus, man. i might give him an A-plus. I just – he is – the record of when he plays and when he doesn't play for the ABS speaks for itself. Um, it, He has to be an A-plus. I mean, you have him and Kale McCarr as two A-pluses. I don't think that's wrong. Um, I just – an A-plus just seems right for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think an A, I don't know, just sounds right to say for him. Just – Perfectly steady. He's not overly flashy. He just does all of the right things at all times, and there's just nothing that he does poorly. Is there going to be a point where we do
1: this next year? Is it a bad year if he goes from me from an A plus to an A? <laughs> like, is that is is that a downgrade?
0: I mean, technically, it would
1: be. <laughs> I just this whole episode, we've just been saying how good tates is, and we've probably said it like. 35 40 yeah, times we, already, we brought it up in other
0: people's episodes
1: yeah because he just is that good and I agree with you what you said at the beginning I don't know if he can be considered underrated anymore because I think everyone knows now just how good he is but I mean, he finished eighth in Norris voting
0: I mean yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's underrated
1: yeah I mean like he finished finish behind a
0: top, top 10 and best defenseman in the NHL I think we all get it yeah and I I'm interested to see. I don't know if Financial Network's done their top 10 defensemen or
1: top 20 defensemen.
0: They have not. I'm interested to see if he makes it. He should. Top twelve. If Devon Taze is not in the top 20 defensemen, there like there's something wrong. He's there's something wrong, there. but isn't it? It's also very funny to me that Chris have got a Norris vote. <laughs> I totally really? forgot about that. Yeah. This is this is actually a really weird list. Justin Falk. Alex Petrangelo, Jared Spurgeon, Chris Tana have got fifth place Norris votes. That is... That is um, odd. Not to get totally off topic, but I just, I clicked back onto my my Chrome pages and that caught my eye.
1: That's very Play interesting. Wait a second.
0: That's because weird. Yeah. I mean, okay. Why did <laughs> not Hughes get eight points? Who's... What did he do? Okay, well, I'm getting totally up. Yeah, I'm we're getting in this conversation, but
1: that that's how Norris trophy voting goes. Um so I mean cuz is he's not even the most underrated defenseman in Devon Taves anymore. I mean who I, I don't know who would be the most underrated defense I, mean, I don't think Jacob Slaven's underrated. Everyone knows how Slaven's
0: right Taves. behind Taves. If you're on Norris ballots, I, it's hard to say you're underrated.
1: Yeah. I mean I don't think there is like I'd have to do some digging. Not off the top of my head, but Devon Taves has graduated from underrated to he's just one of the best in the game.
0: Yeah. He's so, he's not talked about as much as Kale McCarr and Victor Hedman, therefore underrated
1: category. Yeah. I mean, I is it? I'm going to get a spicy take here, and if there's any Nashville fans listening, is, is he better than Roman Yossi? I'd take him over Roman Yossi. Yeah. I mean, like, Roman Yossi put up a shit ton of points, but he's a defenseman. Like, when you look at the defensive part of it, I agree. I think I'd take Devon Taves. And we're super biased, and I know that. That's a very hot take. But I don't think it's crazy to say you want Devon Taves over Roman Yossi.
0: Yeah, I mean, on a team with Kale McCarr, you take Devon Taves. I don't know. I mean, I think I think it's a debate, at least.
1: Because <laughs> if, if you're d-
0: if you're starting a team from scratch, from nothing, do you take Roman Yossi? Who can have close to a hundred point seasons and build a defense around that, or do you take the steady option in Devontae's? That's, that's where the debate.
1: That's where the debate comes up because yeah, that yeah. that if you're giving me that situation, I want Roman Yosi. Right. Like if yeah. I'm the Seattle Kraken and I'm starting from scratch, I want Roman Yosi. But if we're talking like I I, I can pick Devontae's in like the
0: second or third round as a value pick. I, I think it's I think it's also a thing of like Devontae's. Has four seasons in the NHL. Three of them have been full. None of them have been a full 82-game season. Roman Yossi's been around a long time. Which, yeah. which career are you taking? It's Yossi's. Which style of play are you taking? I feel like I do lean towards Taves, And I know that's biased because I'm an Avs fan. Just watched him win a Stanley Cup. But... There are not many Devontaes in the NH right. who can do all of the things that he does. And to be fair, there's not a ton of Roman Yossis that can put up points the way he does. But when you have Devontae's, a lot of your problems are just solved. Right. You don't and you don't have to worry about him anymore.
1: He's a minute eater. Like I just I really, really that's a tough question. I put I asked myself this question. I agree. I, I think I would take Devon Taves just because you can just plug him in. You don't have to worry whoever he plays with. He's gonna make better. I mean, Roman Yossi, like who was his pairing partner for most of the year? Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't remember, like, like that—that's that,
0: the thing. You probably uh, should remember it was Eckholm, wasn't it? No, I thought it was that Carrier.
1: Was it Carrier? No,
0: it was Fabro. Fabro, according to Cap Friendly, at least.
1: I mean. Devontae's elevates whoever he plays with.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, Fabro's good, but it seems like Yossi is kind of the, the guy who does everything there.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: if we're putting it's together just a list like of- Taze does everything, he does everything. He
1: does everything, and we're contradicting ourselves because we said at the beginning of the episode, like, oh, he's a top eight defenseman, and
0: ah, oh, damn, that's it's a bad not. Thing. I don't think it's a crime to say that Roman Yossi is pr- a higher rated defenseman, is going to get more votes. I don't think it's crazy to say that you take Taze because of everything that he does. And I guess my next question,
1: we can close with this. Could you make the case that he's a top five defenseman in the league, Devontae's?
0: I, I think that's tough. Like let's look at the top five Norris finalists for this year. Number one's Kale McCarr. He's not better than Kale. Roman Yossi. We're having the question, but Roman Yossi finished like a few votes behind Kale McCarr and almost had a hundred point season. No one's going to put Devon Taze above Roman Yossi. But you, you can take Taze over Yossi situationally. Fair. I think, I think that's what we're going with here. Is he better than Victor Hedman? No. No. And Charlie McAvoy. McAvoy is younger and is great defensively. If you're starting from scratch, you take McAvoy. If you're looking career, you're talking 10 years down the road. McAvoy. Yeah, you're taking McAvoy. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. And the last one is Adam Fox.
1: Dude, I, I, I'm going to get some heat. I don't think there's many Rangers fans. Listen, I, I, I think Adam Fox is a good defenseman. The fact he won a Norris to me is hilarious because I, I don't think he was... I don't think he's that great. Um, who was sixth?
0: Aaron Ekblad.
1: Okay, I mean, <laughs> Ekblad's... When you get down to Fox and Xbox, I think you can have more of a debate after the top four.
0: Yeah. I, I, think, you I think you still, you lean towards Fox. Younger, he puts up a ton of points and is really one of the, th- if Adam Fox was not playing on the Rangers and was on a better defense, I think it's a much more interesting conversation for him towards the top of the list.
1: Yeah, because if and, Adam and Fox like, plays for like fucking uh, like Buffalo,
0: he's not getting nearly the amount
1: of publicity he's getting.
0: Right. Well, I also think the Rangers' defense just sucks, and Adam Fox is Fair. one of the very few things that makes that defense float at all. Fair. I, I think you could make the debate. I really yeah, you do. Can, think you you can, can make the debate. The, the fact that we can even have this conversation about Devontae is crazy. Would you take him over Aaron Ekblad? Would you take him over Adam Fox? Probably not. But you, you talk about it. I think you take him over Chris Latang. Hundred percent. I yeah. would
1: probably take him over Ekblad too, dude.
0: Ekblad's weird because he always can be very good, but it just seems like he's always hurt and can never truly blossom into... I feel like Ekblad should be what Taze is consistently. So I I think you take Taze over Ekblad right now. But Ekblad has the potential to be one of those top guys. He's number one overall pick. So he gets that little pub too. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Taze go undrafted one year? I want to say yes because I know he he get drafted by the Islanders in 2014 I know that he was a fourth round pick in 2013 I might be mixing up my players here I'm pretty sure he went undrafted so
1: I I like that we had that debate because I was like consensus like he's going to be he, he should be a top 5 defenseman and now that you mention it he's in the conversation but I I think more people would lean towards him not being a top five defenseman. That's fine.
0: That's fine. That is a very exclusive list. The fact that you have number one and then another guy in the top 10 that you can have a genuine debate about should be higher than eighth. Yes. I I think
1: that's the, I guess the point I was trying to get is that point. Exactly. Like just because he plays behind or with Kale McCart doesn't mean that he should be punished for that. Right. If that makes sense,
0: that does make no. sense. I'm trying to find if, for whatever reason, he went undrafted. I don't, because th- he went to Quinnipiac, right? Am I
1: right he, there? He went, he to, went Quinnipiac? to
0: Quinnipiac. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong about this.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know players' college careers more more than like five years ago.
0: <laughs> oh, you know what it might have been? I think he went unsigned for a while by the. Gotcha. Oscars. I think that might be – mixed. I I, I'm, I, might just be making this up because I might vaguely remember a tweet I saw like two months ago. That's how my brain works, but maybe I have that mixed up. But still, Devontae's is the fourth-round pick. hilarious. Yes.
1: So um, sum it up. Devontae's really fucking good, really important to the Avalanche, going to be really good again next year. Um, and maybe if he has another good year, we're talking about this next year, maybe he is – Uh, more firm in that top five defenseman
0: yeah maybe maybe it's it gets harder to have those debates because all the guys we mentioned on that list are the only guy on their team that's even close to that devon is number two on his team so it's hard to make the argument that he is top five if he's not number one correct not saying i agree with that i'm just saying that's the debate correct so when you're arguing with joe lots of numbers in his name that's the that's the argument
1: Correct. So, but Devon Taves, you're a beauty. So glad you're on this team.
0: Please and come on the show.
1: Yeah, please come on the show. I know you're active on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, come on, man.
0: Just Please, on please answer my team we,
1: we, we, we literally, I, I've never DM'd him. We literally would just, if you come on the show, Devon, we'd literally just be like, hey, dude, you're really fucking
0: good. Um, How did look, you get so, so good? Why are you, you, Why are you so handsome?
1: And why are you so likable? I just want to know that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, love Devon Taves. I cannot wait to keep talking about these defensemen because like we said, it is the best defensive group in the NHL, yeah. bar none,
0: not even not close. close. So we'll continue with the defensemen, uh, in a couple of days. Why don't we decide this right now? Do you want to go to Gerard first? Do you want to go to Byram next? I want to do Gerard just
1: because he's the most talked about defenseman. I think I that's. Agree.
0: I think we're that's pa- we're point. finally past the trade rumors with him. Correct. At least. At least for, for the now. time being. For now. So we'll talk about Gerard next. We'll move on to Byram, EJ, and we'll finish out with Josh Manson before we move on to the goalies. So Georgiev will be an interesting one because we don't have a review for him, but we have to talk about him because he's right. starting goalie. So he's the only acquisition we made. It's not like we can do like lump him into the acquisitions category because there's one and it's him. So and that's the well biggest be. one. <laughs> yeah, might as well do him. So we'll move on to all of that in time. But some other big news for you to check out right now, if you go to DenverNosebleeds.com, you'll notice a, a funny little new thing on there, a brand new shirt from yes. yours truly. We have designed a brand new Kale McCarr shirt, all hail Kale. It's Kale McCarr sitting on his throne, surrounded by the Stanley Cup, the Norris Trophy, and the con Smythe yes
1: he's sitting on his iron throne game of thrones is back or house of dragons whatever it is um we put a lot of time into this shirt it turned out absolutely fantastic
0: um honestly i totally forgot about that like i like i came up with the idea for the throne i totally forgot game of Thrones back. that wasn't even even my inspiration worked out that way
1: yeah it's a really good shirt we spent a lot of time designing it um
0: it came out better than we could have expected. It is uh, like, like I'm not one to like hype up stuff, but this shirt is fucking awesome. Yeah.
1: It kicks ass. Um we can't wait to get them. Um we ship everywhere. Uh go get yours right now. Um, you have to pay a small shipping fee, but that's it's like two dollars, I think is what it is. Um, and then we'll get those shipped out to you. They turned out great. It's the best way we've said that everyone that it's a good way to support the show. Griff and I have a blast doing this. I think both of us would love to do this full time. And the way we can do that is by slinging some merch and using our promo code. Tell it is at SeatGeek for $20 off your first purchase of $50 or more um, hockey season's coming up. Football starts soon. Um, just think about us. We'd love to do this full time. We have a blast doing
0: it. Um, In short, yeah. give us your money.
1: Yes it's the best way to support us. Um, we love you guys, the support we have, um, and to everyone who has ordered stuff in the past, you guys are absolute beauties. Um, you got a handwritten note from my terrible chicken scratch. So, uh, <laughs> uh we appreciate it and, uh, yeah, go buy that Kale McCarr shirt. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. So in short, uh, give us your money,
1: <laughs>
0: please. Please, we'd appreciate it. It'll be
1: it'll yeah. go into safe Christian hands.
0: Christian will say all of the nice words. I will translate. Please give <laughs> us your money. We would yes. appreciate it.
1: We will really appreciate it. So yeah. Um go check it out, Denver We still have the Kendall shirts available, stickers. Oh, yeah. we,
0: we got every we got the old El Tornado shirt still available yes. from back in the old days at Denver Nosebleeds. We got the the Teledabs, it is stickers. If you guys just want a sticker of our logo for whatever reason, we'd appreciate it. Yeah. Still got the the Ken doll shirts. We're going to be coming up with more stuff as the season goes on. It's fun designing stuff. So it is. We're just going it to is. be coming up with some ideas. We'll drop them as they come. I wish I could give you a preview, but I don't have one. So
1: there, there's a Bo Byron one in the works. Um, we have one coming for that, but uh, yeah, this kale McCarcer, we're really hyped about. Um, and hopefully this is i uh, I'll see some of these shirts at abs games here in the, in
0: the upcoming year. If I ever see like my shirt, like I our shirt like just unprompted like i'm just walking around like see someone wearing our shirt that would probably be the, the strangest experience
1: no ever. it's weird it's weird i've seen it yeah. like it, it's been there's been times i've been in at target and i'll see people walking around in like my el Tornado shirts and i'm like they have no idea that i made this shirt like, they have no idea so um I, like i sent one to uh, vic lombardi on altitude sports radio he wore it for a radio show once and i was like this is weird this is really weird so Yeah. Um, if you do get one, make sure you send us a picture. Uh, we'd love to see it. Um, but yeah, we're really pumped about it.
0: Yeah. Those came out today. They're available right now. You can get them at DenverNosebleeds.com. We're really excited for it. So if you guys can head over there, we really would appreciate it, but that is going to do it for us on this edition of the tell it abs. It is podcast on the hockey podcast network. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at G Young's NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Bolay. And you can follow the show at Tell It Abs Is. But that's going to do it for us on this edition. And we will be back in a couple of days talking about everybody's favorite player, Sam Gerard. So we will catch you all then. But until then, let's go, abs.